1: have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my and question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people, up, nah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house.
0: Fresh, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with
1: Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. Now I'm asking the mayor and the county council president and the county council. Show me.
0: Now live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Here is Dr. Ken Harris.
2: Surprise. <laughs> 101.7 The Truth Bailey Coleman and my girl, my new my new homie. Yes. Steph Yes. Steph Crosley in for Dr. Ken Harris on this fine Thursday. Steph, how you doing? You know, I'm pretty good. It's Friday Eve.
3: Friday we're here. Eve.
2: Yes. We made it. Yeah. I cannot complain. <laughs> I know that's right. There's not a lot of complaining that I can do either. Now, look, we're going to give you this number out the gate. Okay, because when we start talking about this subject, I know, especially if you're a mom, you probably have had an experience or two in the birth process. So hit us up on the truth, talk and text line, 833-2110 or 212-1017. All right. So you and I both have been talking about this nonstop Mm Um. Olympic athlete Tori Bowie Bowie, mm-hmm. uh, recently passed away. May she uh, may she and her baby rest in peace uh, during childbirth or so they say, which brings up the whole topic of birthing while black. Mm-hmm. We can call it that because that's what it is. You know, uh, women of color, African-American women are more likely to die in childbirth than any other race. And this, you know, this was an odd situation, I'd say, because according to the articles that we, we both read, she was not in contact with her family. As a matter of fact, apparently her family didn't know that she was eight months pregnant. Hmm. She... You know, I mean, we would one would assume that she was taking care of herself. But some people approach pregnancy like it's nothing. You know, like it's just, oh, I'm just I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't know that because we weren't a part of her life.
3: No, we weren't. But they I know um, there were a few quotes from her um, agent and her agent kind of alluded a few times, um, a few times that she had to remind, um, Tori to eat and, um, to, to make sure she's taking care of herself. And it also alluded to the fact that they don't know if Tori was regularly seeing her doctor and was, oh. um, uh, keeping her health up to date. Um, I think she passed away at 96 pounds.
2: Um, she, she was 96, was, 96
3: pounds. pounds, is what the article said. 96 pounds. Wow. Um, at death. And, um, that's really, really, really um, unfortunate. But they also mentioned, uh, I think she also developed uh, preeclampsia. Yep. And that was an issue. And if you don't know, preeclampsia is um, high blood pressure and um, other other symptoms can include, well, because of the high blood pressure, your Body pretty much swells up and, and aches and, and it can come out of the blue. And at times you have no signs or you don't even know what to look for because you're pregnant and if you see your ankles swelling, you know, you're like, oh, it's it's due to pregnancy. Um that was not
2: uh Tori's case, unfortunately. Wow. Um, you know, we've all had well, I, if you've given birth, you might have run into a lot of things, like I was seeing, you know, uh, flashes, you know, before my eyes and all of that. They call them floaters and mm-hmm. all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I learned from my doctor, you know that's a normal situation. So he used to always tell me, shout out to Dr. Fonz. He used to always tell me that pregnancy is a normal condition. You do have to watch it, though. You have to take care of yourself. But there are things that are going to happen that are totally normal that happen during pregnancy. So you shouldn't go off and be totally alarmed. But I was bugging the mess out of him. I was like, but that's the thing. You Mm -hmm. have to have that sort of normal relationship and conversation, be able to have conversation with your Mm -hmm. doctors. And from my understanding, a lot of black women, when they go in, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have their 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 doctors and nurses and so on and so forth they don't have those conversations or regular relationships that you really need to have because you got to be able to you know talk you have and to. say what's bothering you and they have to believe you mm-hmm. more than anything they have to believe you and understand and really listen to you because there's a lot of doctors that when you go in they act like they don't care
3: hmm. You know, or they act That's like a sad truth. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've had those experiences in the health field in general, where whether it was a nurse and even with my situation, um, and I'll go into this in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first took myself to an emergency room and that, you know, an emergency room, you don't have a isolated or like a, a closed space. They just have the curtain. Right. And people come and go. Right. And I felt like. I was not treated as though I mattered per se. So I'm like, so I, and I thought to internalize that is, am I over, you know, that overthink of this, am I really not experiencing what I'm experiencing because they don't seem to be giving me the attention and the, the, the care that I feel like I needed at that time. Um, and it ended up being a really serious matter. Um, but I, I would never forget how I was treated in that emergency room it was I, I felt like it was horrible really mhm and i couldn't articulate how i was feeling i'm like i don't know i just know inside doesn't my you know I, I feel like my breath isn't all the way i'm i'm not breathing like i'm supposed to um my heart is doing something weird like i you know just not knowing the proper terminology and not being able to articulate that i feel like i was at a um i, I was uh, back a few steps wow. for sure
2: Wow, and you know what? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We as black women sometimes get into these situations mm-hmm. where uh, we we can't talk about it because we don't know what to say, or it's just like you know. And you know, I envy the women that can just say no. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Stop it right now. Uh-huh. This ain't working. Yep. Because there's a I mean there's there, power in that. There's there so much is power so in that so much power in that. And I have sisters mm-hmm. that they can do that in a minute and get it get it together, you know, whereas I'm not one of those one of those people, as a matter of fact, speaking mm-hmm. of which, I had in when during my birth process, when I was really in labor going through, you know, my sister, one of my oldest sister was there with me. And I I I, I was having my my situation was like this because it can be anything. You can have so many problems mm-hmm. during birth. And if I would have known mm-hmm. what black women go through during the birthing process and the possibility that you could lose your life, mm. I don't know. Killer might not be here. That's my
3: I might have thought about that twice Listen, I, I, I knew that what's so crazy. Um I knew that that was on my mind when it was time for me to deliver. And really? I cried oh. when they told me I had to have a C-section. Oh, wow. Like I cried. And I'm like, no. I'm like, you know, they had to call my best friend in for prayer because I I was like this. You know, someone told me that this is exactly what they're, they're going to do. And, you know, I have to be able to advocate for myself. I have to be able to say no or let's try this and, and, and speak up because, Literally, the way, and, and we'll we'll talk about it on the other side, right. but, but the way that someone told me they would treat me as a black woman that's about to deliver, it happened.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to talk about both of our birth experiences on the other side of this break. Make sure you follow us. You want to get this. You want to stream us live cuz we're we're online too. Make sure you hit us up. You can follow us at 101 The Truth on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, we'll we'll talk about our birth experiences on the other side.
0: And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, in, in in childbirth, she, she lost her baby as well. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about African-American women and their different experiencing, experiences during the birth process. Yes. So you were telling your story about Mm-hmm. How you felt uncomfortable. You know what? I mean, one of the reasons I was on a panel. Well, I was moderate, moderating a panel. I think it was about a year ago Uh, for Black Lens here in Milwaukee. Shout mm-hmm. out to Black Lens. And it was about women of color. And the birthing process and how much we really go through and people, you know, don't really give credit to what you really go through. And they were saying that some of the things that you deal with just in your daily life Mm -hmm. as a black woman or a woman of color, whether you be Hispanic or what have you, uh, add to the stressors. When you're pregnant, you don't even realize it because, I mean, because you're so used to it like this. This is the norm. Exactly. You're used to it. It's not like. It's not like you go through and say, oh, my gosh, every day I'm dealing with this. Everybody deals with some type of stress, Mm -hmm. but these happen to be. You know, aggressions and things that you feel just on a day-to-day that you may not even recognize are there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I dealt with, I mean, if I really, you have to, as a person, you know, learn to deal with your own stress level Mm -hmm. and the things that might be there that you don't even, you know.
3: Yeah, and it's important that we we do talk about, like, how can we, Bring our stress levels down. We'll get into that in a little bit, right? Um, but yeah, like just going through, like the pregnancy, um, and it's so crazy. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell my story. I know I told it before a while back.
2: No, we want to um, hear it today because <laughs> I have not heard. Back. It. But I
3: am, I am super like just passionate about just talking about it because I didn't know. I, I you read about it, but you don't know what it feels like until it's you. Right, right, exactly. Um, so exactly. I went. I went. I had a great pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I always thought I had a good pregnancy overall. Like I didn't have it, any issues. Um, I went to see. I was at um, at the point where I was seeing my doctor weekly, right? And I saw my doctor two weeks before my baby, my baby's due date, and you know, it's casual. Oh yeah, yeah. Test my my blood pressure. I think it's like 177 over something. Okay. Um. Come back in and she was like, well, you know, um, if that blood pressure doesn't come down by the end of this visit, uh, you have to go over to the Women's Center. And I'm like, okay, like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, like, okay, you guys are going to give me some meds or something? Okay, right. cool. Um. And then they, we couldn't get it down. They were like, okay, go on over to the Women's Center. Let them know that I sent you, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I went over and I noticed they they were prepping the room, and I'm just like, wait a minute! I said, "I'm about, to, I, am I about to have my baby?" They was like, because I was under pressure. I was just getting blood drawn. Okay. And um, they was like, yes, and I cried, but I cried because I'm like, this is not how I envisioned. Right. This is not how I wanted my hair. This is not right. Like I had all these. <laughs> I had all these like right. just. The 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 outside um, uh, concerns, right? Right. Um, but then I cried because I'm like, wait a minute, like no one's here with me. So I like instantly text my sisters, my support system, and let them know, like, hey, they said my baby has to come today. Um, so we went. Um, they prepped and you know they 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 prepped me in, and then they were like, oh okay, uh, we're considering a C-section. They kind of had the conversation with me like. They were they were open to what I had to say. And, you know, um, I said, well, I don't want to go that route first. Is that the, like, do we immediately have to go there? They said, uh, no, we can try to induce you. So I'm like, okay, I'd rather go that route first. So they, they started uh, the process of inducing me. Um, and then uh, I asked for an epidural. And they poked me 13 times. And Ooh. as soon as, like, it was... It was like the most horrible, traumatic 13 experience. Thirteen times? Thirteen times. And they poked me thirteen times and they finally got it in. And as soon as they got it in, um, they said, doctor's um, ordering her emergency C-section. And I just bawled. Like, you know, I just was, I was like, wait a minute, like, What? Like, how does that—and then there was one nurse Uh who was like, how dare you allow us to put her through this when you knew you were going to send her to a Mm C-section? Like, you knew you were sending her to the OR room, you know? So, Mm -hmm. why would you let us go through this process? Right. We got into the OR, and they did the knife test, and I could still feel the knife across my stomach. Oh, my god. So, then they had to put me under. Mm -hmm. I went under, um, woke up a few hours later, and I had my beautiful baby boy— 2 months after that. And oh, so during my stay at the hospital, um they could not get my blood pressure down. The meds were not working. Wow. Um nothing was working, but they still sent me home with those same meds. But see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get your blood pressure down cuz you were still
2: stressing.
3: Yeah. Oh. Probably so. And probably oh. so. They could not get it down, but they still let me leave the hospital wow. with the meds that they that Couldn't get my blood pressure down. So I went to the hospital uh, maybe a couple of weeks after that because I had severe headaches. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was totally like, I can stop taking those meds. Well, fast forward a month and a week later, I was experiencing shortness of breath. And um, that's when I took myself to the hospital. Um, It was crazy because a few nights I could not sleep. And it was because when I laid down, I couldn't breathe. Right. And um, at first, I thought I was overthinking it. I was overthinking it. And then I was with my girlfriends, and we were just having girls night out. And I'm like, no, Steph, nothing. You need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, no, I just received my doctor's bill right. for labor. Um, right. That'll make you. No, I'm just going to say, no, go to the emergency room. And I went. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And I found out my heart was only functioning at 23%. Oh, my god! So had I not gone right. when I went it could have really been a really bad situation for myself and my child. Um, But I remember being in the hospital and um, I stayed there for a week and seeing a lot of different doctors come and go. And one doctor come and she hands me a pamphlet and she doesn't say anything. She just hands me the pamphlet. I thought that was very insensitive because the moment I look down at the pamphlet, it says for uh, patients at risk of sudden cardiac death. Oh, my God. And... I just bawled my eyes out because I'm like, I have a newborn at home. Right. Like, how dare you just give me this? And how, like, I'm like, I was a whole athlete. Like, I played basketball. I never had issues with my health. Right. Um, so I was really, like, thrown back. I left the hospital um, with the life vest um, because that's how severe the issue was. Wow. Um. They just didn't know if my heart rhythm would cease, uh-huh. you know? Um. But that was my body's reaction to giving birth. Right. And that's the only explanation they had. And during the course, obviously I had developed high blood pressure, but I don't feel like there was a lot of education around education when I say like my team of experts right. did not prep me um appropriately, you know, to I, I wasn't prepared for this. You know
2: So your your primary doctor didn't talk to you about all no. this? No. Wow.
3: No. She did not. She did not, and um, it's unfortunate. But I'm I'm very fortunate that I'm, you know, I'm still here. Um, I just actually got retested again for the second time Mm -hmm. uh, today before I got here. Um, So we're we're praying for uh, really good news. Um, How old your baby? You say how old is he? Yes, ten months. He looks like he's two. (laughs) Oh, oh. But yeah, it's but it but so when I read Tori's story and I'm reading like just like I had no idea. Um, that I was experiencing preeclampsia. Right. At all, right? And it sounds like Tori died alone because the only, well, I know she did because the only reason they went to check on her is because they were doing a weref- welfare check. Yes. So it wasn't that she died in a room full of her loved ones while trying to give birth. Right. She were giving, she was giving birth at home by herself. Yes.
2: Yes. That's, ooh, yeah. it's, it's, it's horrible. Yes, it is. You know, mine, uh, um, my story isn't as, um, as dramatic, but I want you to know what a lot of women don't realize when they're giving birth is that your body is a war zone Mm -hmm. and people don't tell you that you don't know that you think, Oh, especially after giving birth, Oh, everything is fine. But while I was in, and so many things can happen in delivery. That's why you definitely have to have a good team Uh, around you and if you're uncomfortable with your doctors you know don't sit quietly Mm -hmm. do not sit quiet find that voice within yourself to talk about it to you know If Before you go to the doctor, write down your questions. If you have questions, if something's bothering you, write it down so that, you know, so that you can talk about it and and really get in there. Because your general practitioner, your your primary doctor is the one that's supposed to be answering those questions. And if you are not Mm -hmm. comfortable with them, if you are not comfortable, you need to find another one. You need to find somebody that is going to be your advocate because Mm -hmm. believe you me. Yes. When you deliver that baby, mm-hmm. if they're the de- if they're the delivering doctor, they are gonna be right there and they are gonna be making all that money. So get your money's yes. worth.
3: And if you don't
2: know what questions to
3: ask, ask somebody. Ask somebody. Ask yep. your, your village, village, your village is so so
2: so important during yes. this time. Yes. And make sure your family knows. Mm-hmm. Somebody in your family need to know you're pregnant. Now I'm gonna tell you something. Mm-hmm. I kept my pregnancy a secret for about six months, Ooh. but I had friends that, that knew. knew. I had people around me that knew, mm-hmm. you know. But I kept it a secret for about six months. My family would tell you, and I sent them, shot them all an email, just like. What was your hey, reason yo. for
3: keeping it a secret?
2: There were a lot. There okay. were a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. There, were <laughs> um, you know, personal stuff, you know. But I kept it a secret because the other thing was am I going to, do I really want to do this? I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest, mm-hmm. you know, because it was going to be, it was definitely going to be a change of life, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the other thing was I didn't want, because I was in the position that I was in as being, you know, a person, you know, in my position as an air personality, you know, the people know me, the city, this and that. I didn't want any disturbances Mm. from haters or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that. I wanted to have a good pregnancy. If I was going to do this, I wanted a good pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to laugh. Because I was like, I know I'm probably, I probably, I knew myself and I knew that I probably would only do this one time probably figured, you know, mm-hmm. I'm probably only going to do this one time. I know me, right? And so I said, okay, I want a good pregnancy. So, and I want to be happy. And the person, the uh, my baby's daddy, <laughs> that's what we call <laughs> each other, baby daddy, baby mama, who we're great friends. We're great friends now. That's At blessing. the time, it's a huge blessing. At the time, I knew it wasn't going to work out. And I didn't want to have no problems on that end either. I mean, he knew, but I didn't want no, no you know, y'all ladies know what I'm talking about. <laughs> want no backlash. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to tell you about my my uh, my birth story right after the break. But before we go, I got to thank. uh I want to send a big thank you to Associated Bank for being a founding partner. Of the new 101.7 The Truth Together we are committed to Uplifting local organizations And supporting black owned businesses Whatever your financial needs are Associated Bank can help Member FDIC
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon With Dr. Ken Harrison is next On 101.7 The Truth The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com
3: What's up, Milwaukee? Tune in to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly tomorrow at 730 a.m. as they will be joined by Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson. They will discuss the shared revenue deal, which was recently passed, and if diversity, equity and inclusion is under attack in Wisconsin. Again, that is Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly at 7.30 tomorrow morning on award-winning 101.7 The Truth.
2: So what? The mayor gonna be up in here tomorrow? He's gonna
3: be up in here man, tomorrow. They be
2: having the stars on the show there with DT and Tully. I might have to it's pull... It's the connections. The, I mean, I might have to roll through. <laughs> DT and Tully got it going on. Yeah, shout out to DT and Telly. Man. Man. Shout out to them. Shout out to, Tory Lowe. Shout out to Tori Lowe. I saw him in the Lowe. hallway. He tried to walk by me without giving me my hug. I said, uh-uh, brother. No, no, no. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He brought it back. (laughs) He sure did. (laughs) He sure did. (laughs)
3: Reel it in. Shout (laughs) out to Tori, though. Tori's doing some amazing things and having some very candid conversations about the community that needs to be had. Yes. Um, yeah, shout out to The Truth 101.7 exactly, all around. Exactly,
2: exactly, exactly. And shout out to Dr.
3: Ken Harris.
2: Dr. Ken Harris. We're filling <laughs> in for Dr. Ken Harris, and we totally appreciate him. I Love tried to make
3: my voice a little deeper.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, come, didn't come out that way, but we know the truth, right? We know the truth. Yes. Yeah, so, Bailey, you were getting ready to tell us a
3: little bit more about your story.
2: Well, I'm going to roll it back for a minute. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were talking about, you know, your sisters are your your team and they're mm-hmm. there for you and everything. And when when you're in the process of giving birth, you know, that's very important, too, because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything was going wrong with me when I was giving birth. Right. We're, I mean, we're literally in the process of me pushing my son that's out. And then all my my sister's there and all she's watching all monitors and Mm -hmm. all this kind she done have four babies. Is she four? Yeah, four. Uh, and she's like, her blood pressure's going down. And all of a sudden, the doctors and everybody's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, and they're getting it together. They gave me oxygen. They did all this stuff. They slowed everything down, you know. Mm-hmm. And if she wouldn't have been, I didn't know anything was going on. I was looking at her yeah. like she
3: was crazy. Listen, because as a mom, preparing or d- during that delivery process, you have one job to get that baby here yes. and out. Yes. Healthy, right? And it's so hard. And if you've never been through childbirth, (laughs) it's just something you have to experience. Like I said, I, I always say I respect women who did it once and then decided they wanted to do it again and again. Like my hat goes to all of you out there. Yes. Because you're risking you're risking your livelihood every time. Exactly. You know, and then that uh, the amount of stress and pressure you have on you in that moment. Right. The people you have in that room, the people you, even the people you have with you throughout your pregnancy – it's so so very important. You cannot do it alone. I wouldn't recommend you ever. Yes. Doing that alone. Yeah. And I do want to take a moment and say, you know, rest in peace, um, to Tori. Right. She was a, you know, a
2: gold medal, gold medalist. Yeah. Gold medalist uh, Olympian in track and
3: field. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it it hurts to know that she went through that process alone or felt like she had to. And it even in the, the spirit of talking about her, it was also. Um, it was also put out there that uh, she was also diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder. Right. Um, oh. So not even understanding fully where her mental health was during this Right. right. Um, it's important to have a village. Oh
2: yeah, 100%. absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you do, because you know, being pregnant can have a whole mind meld situation on you and then if you're dealing with that, and then, you know, if you're there's a lot of things that you cannot do during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and a lot of medications that you can't take. Mm -hmm. So that being the case, that might've been a situation where she couldn't take any type of medication and, you know, she was just in, in a tough, in a tough situation.
3: It is tough. And, you know, just speaking about, you know, just black women, um, in giving birth, they are or we are three times more likely to die from pregnancy related
2: exactly um
3: causes. And again, that thought, like that sentence, went off and played in my head over and over again as, you know, as as they told me, like you have to have to I said, Oh my God, is this does this mean that I'm about to and you know, my thoughts just went completely left and I, I couldn't do anything but cry and pray.
2: Right. Um, right. <laughs> you know because in the middle the thing that that caused my blood pressure to go down and all of that was because I was unable to push my son he had gotten lodged mm. in there. Mm. Right? And he was taking in all kinds of amniotic fluid which was affecting me mm-hmm. which was of course obviously affecting him and it was a huge issue. Yeah. You know, and I just took a minute and prayed about it and said, Lord, help me push this baby out. <laughs> Lord, help me. Lord, help me, please. <laughs> exactly. Because me, please. There, was, there was no other way other than them giving me like an emergency C-section, which they were like, you know, if you can't get this done, this is what's going to happen. Because at that point, he is immersed in it. And I have to push. I had mm-hmm. to. You know, I had to get him out. Mm-hmm. And he ended up in the NICU for like two weeks. After I left the hospital because they just wanted to make sure he was good. Mm. You know, they they didn't want to hey, catch Because
3: You said your baby boy about to celebrate his 23rd, 23rd this
2: year. 23rd. That's a blessing. <laughs> That's a whole blessing right there. I had him when I was 10. Okay, so <laughs> we got a caller on the line. You can hit us up too at 833-212-1017. That is the Truth Talk and text line. Let me make sure I do this right now. Here we go. Caller, hello. You're on the Dr. Ken Harris show with Bailey Coleman
4: and Steph. Okay. Hello. Hello. Bailey and Steph. Hello. Hi. And you're speaking of a mother. So I'm a mother. I have three kids. They're not kids, they're grown ups. Oops. My oldest is 56. Okay. He'll be 57 in July. That's a blessing. Yeah, yes. it is. that's a blessing. Yes, and, and, and see, the thing is, I just called since she's speaking about it. Like, I had them real young, kind of. I was 17. I was still in high school. Okay. And uh, uh, you couldn't, you know, once you have them back then, you couldn't go back to the same school. You kind of got kicked out of the church because wow. uh, you're an embarrassment to the family. And so it, it, that worried me so much because my parents expected so much out of me. And, you know, when this happened, you know, that was the worst thing to do back then, you know, especially for a black kid. And so, well, they made me stop going to church. So (laughs) That's because a lot of times we had to go, and sometimes we didn't want to go. So when they made me stop, then I hey, that kind of was okay. But um, (laughs) when I had to go to a different school, that was a different thing because you miss the people you were, you know, you kind of grew up with because I was uh, in 11th grade. And so I did my senior year at another school. But the, the pregnancies, they were, I guess they went pretty good because back then, uh, they would make you push, push, push. And then they would give you that little gas to put you to sleep. Um. So I did all of my pregnancies like that. They gave you the gas. After a while, you pushed enough to get the baby out. And then when I you get back to the room, then you wake up from the gas. So I didn't feel a whole lot of pain no more than the, uh, the labor pains. But uh, I did it. Two more times after that, I kept saying I'm not going to ever do this again, but I did it two more times. But, um, you know, I had them, and and then I found two going to the doctors, because when I had the first one, I had to figure out how I'm going to tell my parents. So I said, well, I'm going to just wait till I get big enough. So I wasn't taking any kind of vitamins or nothing, So, but then my little stomach started poking out. And so I had a cousin that came from out of town, so she asked my mom, was I pregnant? So I said, this, this is my time to tell her. So when my mom asked me, I told her, yes. Oh. And we cried together. Yeah, we cried. You know, I cried, uh-huh. too, because I didn't want this bad. But, but it was me. You know, I was sneaking out like a little fast girl. But um, yeah, and then the doctors, my doctor's appointment, I'm gonna say real fast, uh, seemed like you kind of was like, in and out. You go in, you out real fast, mm-hmm. in and out. So I had gotten to the point, I didn't ask them anything because it was always in and out. So I guess I was pretty lucky. So I didn't have no problems with the pregnancies. And uh, that was it.
2: Oh, thank you, Sandra. And I'm sorry you had to stop going to church and stop doing it. Well, that's the way they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh That's the way they did. You were an
4: embarrassment, see. Yeah, you're an embarrassment. Wow. So, you know, you can't bring that shame on the family. So that's when, (laughs) you know... You know that's where the tears came in. Wow. So. Yeah. Mhm.
2: Okay. Well, but thanks. They treated for- me good. They treated yes. you good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. good. Oh, you. my
4: parents did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, thanks for calling and sharing your experience. Okay. All right. <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Shout out to the
3: moms with multiple Yes.
2: Kids. We have one more caller. We yes. have one more caller. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on the Dr. Ken Harris Show with Bailey Coleman and my girl Steph.
5: Hey, Bailey. Hey. Let's hey. Hey. go. Listen, um, it was a big thing when my uh, significant other had the baby. You know, we. it was scary. You mm-hmm. know, uh, back in the 90s, you know, women died from um, giving birth and stuff like that. So we, we went soul searching and finding out about How they did it back in the days, and they would stand up or either be in water, and like it was no problems back then. And a lot of the research was like today's pregnancies in hospitals they're backwards, you know, because you're laying on your back and the gravity you're going against gravity, Mm -hmm. and then like, like when the baby come out, you know, all he sees is these white. So, it's, so if the baby is scared, like, like, what is all this? Like, where am I? You know, type mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, why wouldn't we go back to how it used to be? You know, when the, the what, what they call it, the mom or the, the, the um, got the name of the person that
2: come in. And the, doula, the, you. the doula, the doula, the doula. Or midwife. A midwife, midwife, doula, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of people, mean. a lot of people are are switching back to that because mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable. They feel like uh, the midwife, you know, has more uh, a say for you and listens to you more, and will talk to the doctor on your behalf a lot of times. Yeah, I think it's the, the
3: awareness is slowly, yes, but surely uh, increasing. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Well, all yeah, right. It
5: was weird when we had no crying, no. It was She didn't have to spank her. None of that. None of that happened.
2: Wow, that's amazing. That sounds like to, it was a great birth.
5: It was. I even got to get in. In the. In, in uh, I got in the water. And, oh, okay. You know, it, was, it, was just, it was weird. <laughs> I, uh, the, the,
3: it was the, weird, the, but you the, sound so excited the, telling the story. Exactly.
5: I was it was it was beautiful, like the uh-huh. placenta they you know they froze it, so if something ever happens through the years and they needed um bone marrow, they go right back to the, to placenta. the placenta
2: yeah and you I, know there's was- there's a lot of women that eat the placenta afterwards mm-hmm. to help heal their body after giving birth, I know that sounds yeah. crazy, but a lot of women do that yeah, a lot of women yeah. do. Mm-hmm. They asked, her, "Do you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she's
5: good. She's good. <laughs> but no, good. No. they said it's very healthy. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, right. Dog. All right.
2: Okay. Hey, well, let me, I'll, I'll. Uh, Thanks for calling. Yeah, it was good hearing from a male. It really was good hearing from a male. Mm-hmm. A male perspective, you know, and his excitement. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was definitely excited. Mm. want to remind everybody never to miss the show by streaming us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, where you can check us out right now. Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We've got more coming your way on the other side of the break.
0: You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
3: Before we get into Hour 2, I think we want to give away something. What do you think? Let's do a giveaway real quick. All right. Let's Milwaukee's biggest party on the lake is back. Summerfest starts Thursday, June 22nd. And the award-winning 101.7 The Truth has the hookup just for you. Now is your chance to win a four-pack of Summerfest tickets on Truth in the Afternoon. Call 833 212 one zero one seven and be caller number five right now to win a free pack of summer tickets
2: that's caller number five eight three three two one two ten seventeen you want these tickets you better call call us please <laughs> please call us now eight three three two one two ten seventeen yes so
3: you know As you guys are are prepping your phones to call, we did get a a text-to-talk message. Um, It says, hi, ladies, please stop saying weird and crazy. These experiences are different. That's it. Um, From Monifa, and I 100% agree. Um, I do want to just clarify, um, when I said weird and crazy, um, I was highlighting that as as black women, when we go in, we have to be able to articulate how we're feeling because when I went into the hospital, I couldn't explain to them how I was feeling, and I used the words "weird" and "crazy" because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to articulate it. So, so that was my mistake, or my, uh, you know, my, my.
2: But that was your experience, my experience. That's how you felt.
3: Yes, and now I know it. So now I am, I am urging people to to try to figure out ways to better explain their feeling. But I agree. I agree.
2: All right. Thank you for explaining that. You know, I mean, they're your feelings. So whether they're, whether you felt crazy or what have you, it was your experience. Yes. And uh, Jean uh, texts us at the uh, toll-free talking text line 833-212-1017. She said there are free doula services through the city of Milwaukee available so you know you all might want to google that and find out more information on that free doula services those are midwife services and i've heard about that program as well and they they advocate for you Mm -hmm. you know and they're there to try to make sure that you're comfortable Mm -hmm. and that your delivery goes well so make sure that you know you take Advantage of that, of free resources, A free resources, because life like is that. experience exactly. uh, is
3: expensive, yes, especially when you're bringing a child into this world. Exactly,
2: exactly. And, and
3: just an FYI, really quickly, to explain a doula, a doula is a trained professional who provides expert guidance uh, for the service of others and supports that person uh, during during this time because mm-hmm. it is a a very tough time for mothers it is for sure
2: it really is so we want to congratulate congratulate Reginald he picked up those tickets to Summerfest we got your tickets right here and we're going to give some more away next hour so you make sure you keep it right here on the new 101.7 the truth.